We do record the news each and every Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, right after our interview segment with our guest of the week. This week was Bar Baker, which you can go see on episode 241. That's right, the Siren of Stout joined us. She actually stayed with us for the news segment, so you're going to be able to listen to her during this podcast as well. We recorded the news on October 30th, so if any changes did happen prior to us posting this podcast, we do apologize. Don't forget to check Facebook dot com forward slash better on draft for all of our upcoming events including Rheingeist, goose island and shorts brewery with joe short the man himself you can follow us on all of our social medias we are better on draft on facebook instagram twitter youtube we are bod podcast over at untapped and twitch we appreciate you listening and once again no matter what you think of your beer we think it's better on draft have a good night cheers whether your beer is in a bottle, can, or glass, kick back and relax. It's Better on Draft. Welcome back. Episode 241, <laughs> Better on Draft podcast. This is the news segment. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, obviously, this is going to be separate, just like we started with episode 240. So this is going to be uh, shown on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so the first or second or third of November, but we're recording it live during episode 241 Fridays. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern, Better on TV. But as always with segment two. Here is Robert with the Beer News. All right, going into the news here. Uh, first, actually, before we get into that, actually, I'm going to go around real quick just to make sure to see what everybody is drinking. Uh, I'm going to start with Nick and see what he's got. Well, I'm down to one glass, and it's the UFO pineapple. Um, I didn't have enough time to run to the kitchen and grab another one, but hey, beer is beer. Right. Beer is good. Dan, what you got? I went back to the good old Bloody Mary. Ooh, nice. going right to the vodka. Wow. Wendy, you still drinking? Yeah. I've been drinking all day. My birthday is on Sunday, so... We did a brewery tour today, and we stopped at City Boat as our last brewery because, um, well, I love them. And I have their um, Milkshake Stout stout, uh, number eight, which is fantastic. I had the five at the brewery, and it tastes like Samoa's. And this one has Oreos in it. And then there was a 13 that had peanuts and it was a Thai inspired thing. It was fantastic. So that entire series, I cannot tell you, just get it if you can. Gotcha. And we still have Bar Baker Siren of Stout with us. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking leaves, leggings, and lattes, a pumpkin pie latte ale by Hysteria Brewing. Look at Ken, or Dan shaking his head now. Dan shaking his head, and I can't stop laughing at that. (laughs) Dan's like, God darn it. uh, What I have right now is that I am drinking a uh, Sour Patch Kid Sour Ale from Eastern Market Brewing, which for anybody who likes Sour Patch Kids, this thing is very much dead on. So with that, we're actually going to talk first about beer pairings. And we've seen beer pairings with 
three, five, and seven course meals. Um, but with it being obviously Halloween, that um, there has been uh, some more talk has been happening this week about as as Ken is showing the Rochester. Yeah, because you didn't ask me what I was drinking. Thanks. Oh yeah, I didn't. Sorry about that. Sorry, you're you're you you run this thing. You you can just we'll, we'll figure it about you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but obviously, with it being Halloween, that uh, there's been some talk about uh, this this week or so about people pairing beer with candy, mm-hmm. and obviously for um, who don't for those who don't really pay attention or, or I guess as really know about what the beer pairing is about is essentially it is about pairing your food and your drink so that certain elements and like texture and flavors both can interact with each other and thus make the experience a bit more enjoyable. Uh, one of the things I ran into was uh, a, um, an article that came um, by way of Carly Smith. She's one of the head brewers or is the head brewer brewer at D9 Brewing Company in Charlotte, North Carolina, who did this type of pairing. And I guess just kind of staying in general terms, here's the styles and the candies that she paired. So a brown ale with a Snickers, um, a porter with Reese's Cups. Log, a lager with Starburst and a pumpkin ale with a Butterfinger. Um, there were some other uh, pairings that were talked about as well uh, from other um, other sources like stouts or fruity beers with a Hershey bar, um, Hefeweizen with a Twix, uh, cream ales with M&Ms and Pilsners with red licorice. Um, I'm curious if any of you guys pair any of your beers with candy and i guess with it being halloween um do you plan on doing any type of pairings this this weekend to enjoy that uh i'm going to start actually with barb on that one i actually did a halloween beer pairing for channel four two years ago and i paired like five different candies with the beers and it's funny because they they were so right on but This year, I'm not doing any of that. What I would say is I like pairing my stouts with chocolate, dark chocolate-covered pretzels. So a dark stout with a chocolate-covered pretzels because it seems like they both bring out the roastiness, the chocolate, and then the salt comes in there and kind of cuts through everything. So that's what – but as far as any of the other stuff, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. that's a one-way trip to type two diabetes. I might as well just <laughs> throw a Snickers bar in my my Bottlelogic study break and call it a day. You know, get the insulin ready. Like candy and beer. <laughs> come on, Dan is a no. I want, the bar to t- I want the beer to taste like candy, so I don't have to eat it. I don't like candy, so no. That's a no, Nick. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like to see my candy without the beer like i got a bag of it right here like four bags of it which i don't even know if we're gonna pass it out tomorrow sitting in the the kitchen i've just been eating it i don't want to mix beer with with candy just right. candy see i've i made sure for trick-or-treating tomorrow that i have a keg of beer for all my neighbors that i'll be pouring solo cups of so uh all the neighbors nice. whether they have kids or not are probably going to be trick-or-treating at my house I guess that's that's actually another question. I mean, considering hey, where do you live? We'll be by. <laughs> uh, I got the coffee porter from North Center Brewing. 
I was going to start with the uh, Wolverine States District 16, but I kind of tapped it last night and uh, had to switch the keg. <laughs> so I'm about to tell my husband right now, we're not going down this street. <laughs> we got to drive a ways and come to your house. I mean, that, that kind of lends to another question, considering, you know, us dealing with the pandemic and, you know, not necessarily knowing how many people or how many people are going to be bringing their kids out. Um, it kind of feels like it could be, it could turn into a regular thing where we start giving adults a little bit of something to enjoy while their kids are out here, uh, in the slightly Michigan cold to, to get them to get some candy that, you know, we, we get some, some adult beverages for ourselves. I guess I have friends that have been doing that for years. I mean, in, in that route, uh, the kids don't have to pay the dad tax when, uh, when all the candy's all brought into the house. Well, maybe even more because they've had a few beers by the time they get all the candy. Yeah, I'm just saying. Very, very true. Um, Also, another one that that I came across, uh, the Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine's website posted their list of top 50 beers in 2020 as voted on by readers of their magazine. It's a little bit different, obviously, than Zymergy and, you know, the fact that (laughs) Bells is too hearted is winning like four years in a row. Uh, but craft beer or craft, craft beer and brewing had their own magazine in their list. And their list was a little bit different um, of the, within the top five, obviously too hearted is in there, but too hearted is number two. Uh, it was number one last year. Uh, Pliny the elder is number three and remained at number three uh, from, from, to, from 2019. However, the number one beer that was on their list by the readers was the Pale Ale from Sierra Nevada, which was sitting at number two. What? <laughs> that is, for, for their list, as voted on, that is the number one. Uh, rounding out to the top ten, four is Guinness Extra Stouts. Yay, Stouts. Uh, number five, Allagash White. Six was uh, Brasserie DuPont, Cezanne DuPont. Uh, seven was Founders All Day IPA, eight Cigar City's High Lie IPA, nine uh, Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing, and number 10 Founders' Breakfast Stout. Um, it's very interesting with this list. I think the one thing that I'm enjoying about this list is that I feel like I see more things than IPAs. I mean, there are still a lot of IPAs that are on this list, but IPAs keep running these lists. And I still am stuck on the question of what can the beer world do to knock these IPAs out of the top 10, at least knock them out of the top five, that we keep getting these things. Uh, I have a comment. Yeah. About the Sierra Nevada. So we actually just talked about this today when we were um, out on our beer tour because we were talking about uh, my um, history in IPAs and things like that. And somebody had mentioned the pale ale, like they were like, well, I think it's too hoppy. And I was like, well, it's funny because when Sierra Nevada came out, that pale ale was the hoppiest beer ever. At the time. And now it's not as hoppy. So maybe it's kind of come full circle and we've come back to people not wanting that punch you in the face hop. And they're wanting to try this Sierra Nevada that is not as happy as 
the West Coast or the even some of the New England IPA hops that we have out right now? I mean, it's it's definitely a move, but I mean, for for looking at where the stats were last year, I mean, there's a few in here that jumped. I mean, Guinness Extra Stout last year was 11th and jumped to fourth. Where so, was Sierra Nevada one last year? Sierra Nevada was second last year. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it was already there. It was already sitting in the top five. I mean, I mean, it's one of the OGs. Like, all of us have been in this industry for a long time, and we we know that that's one of the basic beers, basically. But a lot of people that are coming in just now, they don't know that. They're learning it now, and they're realizing, oh, hey, this is a really good beer. So, and, and there was there was another one that that was not in the top five that jumped into it. That being the Allagash White, which was eighth. So there were the two beers that that jumped into that top five. The two that fell out of it was another Sierra Nevada. It was Sierra Nevada's Hazy Little Thing, which was fourth last year, and then uh, what now fell to eleventh was Kentucky Breakfast Out from Founders, which was fifth. Uh, so there are a couple others that are in here that are. Um, Michigan-based, um, as the, men, the ones that I had already mentioned. Um, other than that, one that uh, was, um, there was the Founders uh, CBS Canadian Breakfast Out, which is at 28th. Um, new to the list is Bell's Hop Slam, which came in the list at 44. And one that was on last year's list and fell four spots from 46 to 50 was Old Nation's M43 which, you know, for them to make the list is, is pretty good. But again, it's, it's another one of those things where I'm as, as much as I am okay with IPAs, I'm tired of these lists kind of like being dominated by IPAs. Um, Actually. And I guess I'll, I'll put this question to you, Barb. It's like, what, what can the beer world do to knock these IPAs out? And I mean, is it something that the beer world can even control or is it that, you know, a lot of people just based or, or like grade in a brewery based on how well they make an IPA, despite that they should be graded on something else. <laughs> the latter is, is true. And have you guys ever seen the meme that it has like three white guys and then it says, what does it say? Something about how how much like white guys love IPAs, like the majority loves IPAs. So we already know that 88% of breweries are owned by, you know, white people and, and they're, they make up the majority of beer drinkers. If they like IPAs and they're wanting people to do IPAs, they're going to do IPAs. So until they're like, we don't want IPAs anymore. What do you want, Rob? <laughs> they're not going to make stouts I'm if the majority I'm, says we love our IPAs. I, I'm like you. I want more stouts. I, I want. I want more stouts. That's, I definitely yeah, want that's more just stouts. you and me. That's just <laughs> and me. Two people. I mean, and, well, <laughs> let's, I, 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 and I want. I want more. I want people to um, realize that IPAs aren't the only beer and to go more to the classic styles. Like every brewery we talk to is like, I just want to build, I want to brew this. And it's always a classic style. I want more 
beer drinkers to want to try the classic styles and to figure out what those are and what they actually like about the beer. I even think brewers want to do the classic styles. They, um, like Annette's husband always talks about how he loves doing them. He does them so well too. Mike Bardalis, he does the classic style so well. But the problem is a lot of newer drinkers want, want, they want all the fluff. They want the adjuncts. They want the, you know, all they, they don't want any of that. So do you do the classic styles and hope that people will come to love beer at its basis level? Or do you just go, I just want them in the seats to buy my beer? I, I I want to full circle this. So if you've listened to episode 241, our interview with Barb Baker, which we recorded earlier today, if you she, – she made a comment which like really started the, the gears turning in my head and said, you know, if you made good beer, people will show up. And I am going to counter that with Old Nation. I didn't say that. I said that's what people say. Yes. I'm like that's yes, yes. Not sorry, sorry. This this is where I'm you, it, like once I finish, you'll see I'm agreeing with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> my my wheels turned, and we've brought it up a handful of times, but it's it, it bears to be repeated. Old Nation made some of the best beer, true to style beer, solid beer, not IPAs. And when you look at a company pre M43, um, you look at their they had their Vienna Lager, their Detroit Dwarf, their Sanders Bumpy Cake. Like they made amazing beers, but they were, you know, for lack of better words, on the precipice of going under. Like they were about to die and then m43 comes out and they explode. So then you get Boss Tweed, Cart Horse, whatever other New England IPAs that they make, whatever. I'm, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I, I, you know. Um, but then they're ha- they have to make so much of that that when we did our road show a few years ago with uh, the Brew Locker and our writer and editor in chief Ed, we learned that they couldn't even brew the beer that they wanted to brew because they had to keep up with everything else to the point where then we brought in and we did the Brew Detroit old nation episode where we had to kind of compare Detroit M 43 and Williamston M 43 and getting all, it, it was just so much that if, if you make good beer, you'll, you can still fail. If you have great service, which old nation has always had great service, you can still fail. It's you need to go to the market, which we saw after M 43 came out and then everyone, and I mean, everyone and their mothers made a new England IPA. Um, (laughs) And I'm thinking about making one, you know, that's, that's where (laughs) you can make it. And I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of breweries who have succeeded making terrible new England IPAs. And I, I, it's, it's not because they're Wendy, you're muted by the way, if you were trying to talk, um, it's not because that they're making terrible beers, but it's it's one of those things to where people want hoppiness. That that whole West Coast prior to M43, where everyone wanted the hoppiest, the bitterest. I want to, you know, basically just eat a hop. Um, <laughs> the New England IPA. We have these these trends and ebbs and flows, and now seltzers. If you don't make a seltzer right now, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to drink over there. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of breweries that make really good seltzers that aren't, you know, and there's breweries that literally they make a seltzer and then they just add syrup to it. I'm like, 
no, I want you to like make me a seltzer. I want you to make me a flavor. So you can have a great seltzer like over at Liberty Street or I tell you what and God, I hate the fact that COVID happened because it killed this, but Recolt and how they turned their meads into seltzers. If you wanted a watered down mead that was carbonated and it tasted so good because for me, like meads are a little too sugary, a little too sweet, but when you Mm -hmm. water it down a little bit, lower that ABV a little bit, it was so good. And I'm just, I'm so like that, that one hurt almost as much as Sellerman's hurt for closing. Um, but again, I like this list right here, and I'm I'm looking at the list because Rob posts it in our in our chat, and you see you know Boston Lager, which is a solid beer, but other than um uh, the Pivo Pills and the uh, Pilsner Urkel, like there's there's not much else that isn't a IPA or a stout or you know something very very off the chart different. So I I personally want to see a little bit more. Um, ambers in this list, like fat tires on this list, but there's so many good ambers out there, like Alaskan amber. Um, I know it's an alt beer, but um, you look at like I I don't know I'm 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 rounding the corner and trying to say like I just I just want to see more new beers on this list for me to be like I want to go try this because I've already had all these beers. Give me True. something I want to try. Yeah. I, I, I see that. There's... I had my last bar. I wanted. She, she, she needed another so, beer. She... I didn't want to interrupt Ken because he was on a roll, and I don't know how to work this setup that I'm on. But I, I want to know: I could get Are it. you going to make the beer, or is your mother going to make the beer? Because I've seen your videos. She's talking to you, Barb, wait. not me. Oh wait, what? What are you saying? Are you going to make the beer, or is your mother going to make the beer? <laughs> Because I've seen your videos. You're a terrible person. For and I that. love her. Seriously, I want her to come to my house. Her and my grandma would get along fantastic. Yes, my mother will probably make the beer. I will stand for the video and stir it. Actually, I won't even do that. I'll sit in a chair and let her do everything. And also, that's- can you teach me how to make those videos? Because that's flipping hilarious. I love it. Well, you got to get somebody who wants to do all the work. Since my mother has moved up here, for you guys that are like, what is she talking about? Follow Siren had, of Stout on Instagram. I don't. Well, it's is it on Instagram? Or I don't TikTok? know. I don't know. Maybe on Facebook. It's on Instagram. <laughs> on TikTok too. Um, my mother has moved up here about a year to two years ago from my hometown of Ohio, uh, Steubenville, Ohio, Steubenville, Ohio. So since she's up here, my mother is a workhorse. Like at my house, she had a garden. She had she she had a tractor. She had an acre of land that she mowed. She's seventy six. So when she I came up come here, to my house. She wa- I can send her over there. She keeps. She wants to keep working. So I let her work. <laughs> if she wants to put in the brick pavers in my backyard. I let her do them. So I, what I do is I do videos where she's working and I'm sitting around because my mother likes to work. <laughs> so it's flipping awesome. I love it. I want to do it on my on my own podcast, <laughs> not not a podcast, but my own blog for my grandma because my grandma has dementia. So I'm trying to do stuff with her, and it's the same type of thing where like she's like doing the dishes, and I'm like I, I'm taking pictures of her doing the dishes, like she. I have to redo them after, but I don't care. 
Like, no, it isn't even about that. It's about that she is doing she's something that doing she wants. And she don't yeah. care what I'm doing. She just wants to do it. I love it. And, well, it, my mother, I had my mother come over to my house every weekend because of quarantine. She literally lives a, like a block down the street, but she would be at our house all weekend and spend the night. So we, I started the videos and then she'd be like, are we doing a work to do video? <laughs> like, so she's obsessed now. She's like, it's should awesome. I start raking the leaves? But she actually really does do the work. <laughs> I really need to, I really need to do that with my grandma. So maybe she'll do a little bit more around the house. <laughs> We're going to get into another article here is what I uh, kind of go into a, a bit of a fun one here coming straight out of Chicago. Uh, so mixing a little bit of beer with sports, as some of us do, uh, there's a pitcher or probably soon to be former pitcher of the Chicago Cubs, John Lester, who is finishing out this year. Obviously, the World Series is done and he is potentially getting ready to leave Chicago, but he's not leaving Chicago without letting Chicago get some beer. Uh, so he tweeted out this morning. Uh, regardless of what's next, I want to thank the fans for the past six years. So this weekend, I'm buying y'all my favorite beer. Uh, so anybody who is out there in Chicago can go to apparently either the Hopsmith Tavern, the Lodge, Butch McGuire's, or Shenanigans, and the first Miller Light is on him. Uh, and basically, he's doing this for the entire weekend. So anybody who goes out to those four locations is going to get themselves a, a Miller Light. Um, obviously it's Chicago. There's a lot of people out there and people can go nuts for it, but I'm pretty sure Lester is pretty good for the money considering if the Cubs keep him, it's a $25 million option. Uh, but they're <laughs> likely letting him go, which requires a $10 million buyout of his contract. So pretty sure that he's good for it. Um, so actually my question to you guys, regardless of don't don't even think about the money. I'm I'm gonna start with Nick on this one. Uh -oh. Regardless of the money, if you had the money to basically tell a city the first beer's on me, what's that beer that you're going to? <laughs> oh no! Oh my oh. God! What a callback! Wow! What a callback! Hey, Kwame still owes me beer from 12 years ago. <laughs> Pay up, Kwame. <laughs> Uh, off the top of my head, I do Guinness. It's not just because I don't know if many people will drink it because I think that's it's everywhere. A lot of places will carry it. It's one of my favorites in a bar, like a rig, a hole in the wall, or anything like that. Guinness. 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 Dan. Oh shit! This is Chicago. We're gonna set up kegs of hams on every street. That's <laughs> what we're doing. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't get down. Be, it doesn't have to be Chicago. It could be Phoenix. It could be. It could be Flagstaff. Anywhere. No, we're, oh, Flagstaff would be great. But no, we're still doing kegs of hams. Here y'all go. Here's your beer. That's what I'm buying you. Yeah. Screw you guys. You're getting hams. <laughs> and. Uh, well, if it was Chicago, I would have did old style and not hams. But that's a good one too. Uh, locally, like if I was a a multi million dollar sports star here in Detroit, I would probably say, um, final absolution. Oh my god! Wow. Let's get every Jeez. money. Money is not an issue. It is a uh, Detroit staple, in my opinion, in regards to beer. Um, nearly. Dang. 
What's that? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a choice. I choose that. When, choose... Wendy would become a uh, sports yes, sports fan for one that. night. She'd be like, "You do that baseball." I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna sports wear your jersey for the rest of my life. I'm just saying. For one beer. All right, Barb. What would your beer be if cost was no object? Everybody gets one on you. What's the beer? I'm gonna say first off, I bet he's not paying for those. That's an ad for Budweiser, but that's my cynical side. But I would do. Could I do um, Coonan's Blueberry Dippa? It's, yeah, it's, it's an IPA. Yes, you them. can. It's you can blueberry. choose whatever beer you want. So that is delicious. So I would. I need him to step up production. <laughs> we'll do. Oh my we'll god! Do How blueberry much? Dippa. That would, that would bring so much beer back into our our yep. little local city. That all right? That'd I will, be awesome. I'm Final gonna, absolution. Uh, I'm like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just Wendy, excited that somebody else said it and I didn't have to. Right, Wendy. I believe you have a a news story for us. Oh my god, I do, and I just took it off my page. Oh my god, hang on. Don't worry, so we're not live. I am really. Excited I know I'm. Re- I know we're live. I'm really excited because there was a um, home in. Find it. Find it. I know it's horrible. <laughs> I just took it off because I wanted to look something up, and there's a there was a home that did tattoos and brews for their residents and staffs at a senior citizens home. So you know that I take care of my grandma. So I think that's a really, like, I'm trying not, I'm trying to keep her out of the homes, but there was a home that did tattoos and brews and they gave them either, you got to get a brew and you got to choose a fake tattoo. And on my Facebook page, there is like a million people that were super excited because they had these fake tattoos on there. And I just they wouldn't do real tattoos. No, they weren't fake. They weren't real tattoos because, like, they're ninety years old. You can't give them a real tattoo. Like at that point, like they might, they might bleed out. Like they're uncommon and stuff. But (laughs) just the fact that they gave them these, they like gave them these all these choices of fake tattoos, and they did it. And I wish that I could give you the. I mean, something like that website thing, but. Yeah. I'm like looking at the at the thing and or at the their Facebook page and I'm like, oh my god, they're just so happy that they have these tattoos that are fake tattoos. It's something they picked off of a board that is just a rub on tattoo, and then they had a beer with it. I mean, it's, it's not. Like, what I just think it's amazing, and I wanted to say uh, it was the Rosehaven Nursing Home. I just think they're amazing. I wanted to give them some kind of a shout out about it because I think my grandma would love it. Like if I gave her a fake tattoo, she'd be all about it. She wouldn't like the beer. She made beer with us and still was like, I don't know. <laughs> so, but she still would love the tattoo. I think. I feel like that I would be think- kind of one of those, one of those things kind of similar to what we had 
uh, I believe it was a residential home. I can't remember if it was Florida or Texas where they were brewing beer. Where they're brewing beer. They were brewing beer. And we, we, I remember us talking about that before where that would be kind of a cool thing where we could start. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be that senior citizens and those that are at home have to get into craft beer, but really just an activity. And it's just something for them to do. do. Like my, my grandma, she's like, I don't like beer. But when it came to making beer, she was all about it. And then this other home and like another state comes up and they're like, oh, we're going to do this bruise and tattoos thing. And they gave them a beer and they let them pick out a tattoo. Like, I, I just think that's awesome. And I think more more places around us should look at stuff like that and see what they can do. Every senior citizen home needs a three barrel system. There we go. They got the time on their hands. Honestly. Right. They could probably do it better than we can. I mean, they probably have some like super special like recipes in their head of things that they did when they were younger that they know worked whenever they were baking or cooking or something like that, where like the amount of knowledge that they have where Uh they could adapt and adjust would be amazing. Guys, that is the news segment. That's going to do it better on Draft 241. Stay tuned. The second after we end this episode, we are going to do the King of the Hill, um, which is just a fun little game. You could only see it either live or on Instagram TV. So no matter what you think of your beer we think it's better on draft have a good night peace